Welcome to the podcast. I'm Candice Boddington, your host, an energy dealer and nutritional navigator in Cape Town, South Africa, and founder of The Bod Brand. In 2017, I made the commitment to live a holistic lifestyle to heal my anxiety, gut health, and hormonal imbalances. I truly hope that the space adds the value you seek and will give you the starting blocks to heal too. All you need to do to get started is subscribe and you can leave the rest in our hands. We're looking forward to sharing this time together. Thank you for listening. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today in studio, I have a friend of mine, Nicole Reichlin. She is a yoga teacher, entrepreneur, and full-time... Existentialist. Full-time Pisces. (laughs) All of the emotions. So today... Um, we are going to be talking about bringing spirituality into your life as an everyday being. We're not going to try overcomplicate it. Nicole's going to just share her story from moving from religion to spirituality. Um, not that either are better or for everyone. We're basically just creating conversation around today's topic. Uh, so just a disclaimer, we're not... Uh, how could you say? We're not... Preaching. Preaching. <laughs> excuse the pun. And we're not... Uh, in in quotes, well, in, 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 I can't say the word, in, quote. in quotation marks, <laughs> Boom. professionals of any sort. We're just no. two girls having conversation around being a being. So yeah, with that, about being, spiritual. about being spiritual. So that's the intro and the topic for today. So I'm going to let Nicole introduce herself and just share her journey from religion to spirituality and then what spirituality looks like to every person, and then we well to her, and what it can look to, what it can look like to everyone, um, and then just some key focus points for the day, and just two girls having a chat on a cozy couch with a papo. In the rain. In the rain, it's super cozy. All right, so on to you. Hi. <laughs> um, thanks for the little intro. Um, just a disclaimer, I will probably say the word like a lot when I talk. Every time I listen back to voice notes that I send to friends, I hear it and I'm like, I sound so uneducated. Um, and I'll probably will drop a few swear words. So I hope that doesn't offend anybody. Um, but yeah, so today I guess we're just going to be chatting about, um, about spirituality. And I know that that word can be a bit cringe. Um, because like we all come across those like cheesy Pinterest quotes Mm -hmm. and like, you know, people posting pictures of them, of themselves with like these like spiritual quotes or whatever. And I know that that used to irk me to the nth degree, whereas now I read them and I'm like, yes, go girl. (laughs) Here for (laughs) this. Here for this. I so believe. Um, but yeah, I think, um, I think it's so much better to be now on the other side of going like, instead of being like jaded and being like, that's so cheesy. Cause I think I did go through a phase where I was quite jaded by any sort of like anything that was like spiritually leading or whatever to now being like, yeah, I'll take that. Cause I need that in life. Yeah. Like, thanks. <laughs> like, yeah. I need that. Like everyone needs these reminders and I'm now fully that person who posts those, those quotes and yeah. <laughs> anyway, but um, in terms of moving from, from religion to 
spirituality. I don't think the two are like mutually exclusive. Um, like obviously, uh, or hopefully, um, there is spirituality within religion. But I think when I talk about religion versus spirituality, religion for me is more like the hard and fast rules of religion and like those hard and fast practices. Like for example, the one that I know the most, which would be Christianity is like, you know, having to go to church every Sunday, having to go to a home group, like having to and pay tithes yeah. and things like that. And Nix is just talking from her story, her yeah, journey. Yeah. So um, you come from a Christian-based yes. background yeah. and have so for many years and yeah. moved now towards being um, of more spiritual practice. So just to give context to that. Yeah. So I feel like like... For me, spiritual uh, or spirituality reflects the way I I practice my religion better than just going like, oh, I'm a Christian or I'm religious. Because yeah. I feel like, yeah, it's not really. I feel like when you when you can come into a space where you feel spiritual, it's less confining. Whereas I find religion is very confining, um, and also let's face it religion and religious people have a bad rap because obviously wherever people are involved they're not always going to uphold the best you know like they're not going to be the best spokespeople for their religion because yeah and we're not saying all but they are there are yeah there are some instances that can create that that feeling towards um religion yeah so yeah i i just basically am coming from a point of view where I feel like throughout my journey in life, you know, being being someone who is spiritual and have experienced that within a religious context and now a little bit, or actually quite a lot outside of it, considering the fact that I don't go to church anymore or any like, I mean, my church <laughs> is the mm. yoga studio. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I feel like my connection, I truly feel like my connection to God or to the source, or to the universe, or to the creator, to the power, whatever, whatever, we, yeah, whatever, whatever you, call you call. That comes through me, and through meditation, whether that's moving meditation like yoga, or, um, or journaling, or whatever, you know, like that, for me, that's spirituality, and that's my... Is that yeah. what spirituality looks like for you? Or in what, yeah, in what context me, would it look like to you, as someone who's not really confining to a religion, or... As, a spiritual practice really right, kind of in yeah. between right so instead of going to a church and like you yeah know, going going to a church service and things like that what yeah so for me my spiritual practice is something like i found that it's very actionable like it's a it's um it's all about practicing being present and practicing being conscious and again like i know this is like oh my god this talk is so like what does it even fucking mean <laughs> um but but it's yeah it's really just being aware and 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 so um it's been very practical for me and what what would you say are your basic practices um now my basic practice is mostly just trying to is okay for me the paradigm shift that i had was understanding that that the way that i think and the way that I feel or experience emotions isn't me. Yeah. And so and for that, me, that was like a paradigm shift in the way that I experience everything. Like I remember reading a, a 
like a couple years ago or whenever it came out, that book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yes, I also read that. Yeah, and I remember it was being, great. It was really great. And it like it really like started or sparked a lot of things for me. But like I, I do feel like it didn't give a full picture. Like I remember it was kind of like, here's what to care about, here's yeah, not to care he about. It was so like brash. Yeah. And like, I, like now that I know more and have gone further along the journey, I'm like, he was spot on about a lot of things, but he didn't fully color them in. So I remember when he would say things like, you know, if you're offended, like you choose to be offended. And I was like, uh, no, <laughs> dude, if someone offends me, like that's on them. But like, I guess what he was trying to say is that you choose how you experience the world yeah and, and you I choose how you feel about yeah. that person's and I couldn't quite perception of you exactly yeah. and I couldn't quite grapple with that because like being who I am like again like I'll say like I'm an, a Pisces like down the line I'm very like I feel like I've always been so aware of like oh what people might be thinking and feeling and I'd be like taking that on and and also with myself like I've I've always been quite and as like lame as it is to say like or to admit as I've always been quite a victim like definitely you know like as soon as an emotion would come up like I would attach to it immediately like hurt offended jealous like um you know like I would just as soon as it would arise I'd be like that's what it is did you feel that you felt like that with even positive um positive feelings as well do you find it was more the negative ones that overtook you so much Always the negative ones. Yeah, it's crazy how yeah. that happens. Yeah, it's and easier. the positive ones I wouldn't believe yeah. actually. Now that you mention it, um, and yeah, and that's why like and I, and so obviously like for me mental health was a bit of a thing um, later on in life that caught up to me because I was like, I felt I felt like why as as I'm getting older things were getting so much harder because I was attaching to all the things that I was thinking and feeling. And you probably find that not only in that moment but every time you've done that, it's held on into your body and you're yes. literally carrying yeah. all of that all the time. Yeah. Do you find that because of finding your spiritual practice that's kind of fed into, you know, navigating your mental health? Yeah, 100%. Because now now that I know, and and it's not even like ugh, now that I know it to be true, but, but it well, it is. For me, it's true. Um, now that I know that I don't have to believe every thought I have or every feeling I have it literally gave me power like I said before I felt like a victim before going like you know someone someone said something to me and it and it like offended me it could even just have been feedback you know like I'm trying to think of an example but like you know hey you know like that thing that you said earlier like maybe wasn't like, or, or maybe even taking it from your yoga practice. Like I know personally mm, when mm. I I instruct and sometimes someone gives me feedback, oh, I take it quite personally. Lordy, it's so hard. It's so, so like hard. that's a good example. Yeah, okay. So yeah, like getting feedback on, on class. And obviously as, as like a, I'm quite new to being a teacher, that's, yeah, it's something where before I would have probably not at all been able to take on. Um, like immediately going straight to that insecurity of like well I know I'm not a fucking good yoga teacher yet I just started you know and like immediately getting defensive god I was so good at being defensive and it's still something I have to check um defensive yeah still something Mm. I have to check myself on because um yeah it's that that knee-jerk reaction and I think that oh that's 
a thousand percent the ego. Yeah. You know, because your ego, and this is something that I've learned so much from Eckhart Tolle, and I would tell everyone if you want to like kickstart your spiritual journey, it would be to like get as consume as much Eckhart Tolle as you can. <laughs> Which is the like e-books, yeah. the books, the podcasts, like he's all on Super Soul Sundays yeah, with, yeah, with Oprah. Yeah. Um, and he talks a lot about the ego being either wanting to be superior or inferior. And I think what we were talking about earlier is that like we immediately go to feeling inferior yeah. and that's where we behave from and feeling, yeah, like victimized, you know, like it's his fault that I feel upset. Yeah. It's not her, taking responsibility. Yeah, it's her fault that I feel inadequate, you know, and all that stuff. Um, whereas now that I know, okay, if someone gives me feedback and my initial reaction is like, you know, like, oh my God, I'm the worst yoga teacher ever. I can go, no, that is just a thought. It's not true. And it's not who I am. No. And I can be in control and go like, actually, again, going back to giving the subtle art of not giving a fuck. I was like, no, how do, I don't understand how this works. Like, I understand that, that in theory it's nice, but how does this actually work? And now I'm so glad that I can be at a place where I feel like it does because because it I can catch myself going... Um, I can catch that thought and that's yeah. again where yoga comes into like I remember in the beginning of the class going to every class and having the teacher say you know like notice what you're feeling don't attach to it or judge it just like see it and then move on and I was like what the fuck does that mean <laughs> <laughs> like these are nice words and like it sounds so spiritual and I never really understood and now that it's become a practical thing and I guess I would just encourage people to try and make it practical in a sense of going of trying to be aware and catching yourself in that moment where you're thinking a thought and go, hey, I don't actually have to believe this thought or, like, identify with it. Yes, exactly. And, like, and going, like, thoughts is just something that your body does the same way breathing is something Well, it's just trying does. to figure it out. It's, it's just, trying to find, figure yeah. out the situation yeah. and make you as comfortable as possible yeah, in that moment. Yeah, and your moment. ego is going to attach to the path of least resistance. So if your ego can go, no, she's a bitch, she's wrong, mm. then you're like, yeah, 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 I'll believe that because it's easier to, like... Digest. To digest and to go in and go, like, wait, what is she actually saying? Is that something I need to take on or not? And again, mm. there's a choice. Yeah. And, yeah, I think... As soon as I was, like, for me, that was a paradigm shift to go, oh, I'm actually the consciousness behind the thoughts. I think the thing that that got me there, too, was when, when Eckhart says in his book he was feeling super suicidal and really low and he was laying in bed one night and he was like, I can't live like this anymore. Yeah. And then he was like, wait, who, who is the me that can't live like this anymore? And then he was like, in that moment, realized there's a there's a consciousness. I literally have got goosebumps. I don't know why. I did, and I was like, oh my god, mind blown. Because like, who is the me that doesn't want to feel this way? Who is the me that's tired of my own bullshit or the bullshit of life? Or, and then you go, oh, that's the real me. That's the me with a capital M. Yeah. That actually has a choice to go. I like this. I don't like this. I I believe this thought. I don't believe this thought. Mm. Um. And yeah, for me, that was my instant, like, like, oh, this is how I get to be in control. And I think that that consciousness, the me behind the me, is what is connected to God. Whatever the, name the, or the, the source. Creator, the source, the power, that's the, yeah, that's, that's where you can connect to true peace, is knowing that, like, that is what's in control, not just 
the you that's like tumbling around between like emotions and what people are saying and how you're feeling and work and pressure and so did you find that moving from religion to spirituality was yes your your yoga practice but did you find that it was kind of gaining the knowledge through those books I would say it, it's gaining the it was gaining the knowledge through me so firstly knowing that something in my life wasn't working yeah i.e there was a disconnect like i felt like i needed a spiritual practice but i was like the christian religion as a you know as it were the package that it is wasn't serving me anymore like there were certain beliefs and things in there that like didn't quite connect for me anymore um and then also the fact that nihilism didn't work for me either that whole like um, yeah, I was going to ask you, uh, if someone didn't know what that is, how would you explain it? Um, basically being an atheist. Yeah. Going like, I don't believe that we're here for a purpose. We just showed up on earth as like a result of a big bang. Um, like we're going to live, we're going to die and it means nothing. For me, that's like just too, I can't accept that. Like there's been too much for me in life to to reject the idea that there is a creator that there is a purpose that like that life is energy and there's a reason we showed up yeah you know like um so yeah i can't i couldn't believe in in being i couldn't believe that we were here by mistake or by fluke or that you know everything's shit and we're all damned <laughs> But I also couldn't fit into the, the box anymore of, of, of my Christian religion. So what I started doing was just going, and also the fact that I needed tools. And I think this was a big thing. Like, Well, I think that's probably, if someone's going to tune in today, it's going to be the, the seeking of tools. Yeah. So yeah, that's that maybe... I was in therapy and like my therapist did, did a really good job of giving me practical tools. And from there, I was like, I need more of this. Like I need more like coping mechanisms as it were so I started reading a lot more like more uh, self-help type books yeah I mean that's um, naturally where one goes yeah. to be honest like I did exactly the same yeah. in places of uncertainty yeah and it's like it was amazing because like I feel like there's this whole surge of authors and motivational speakers and thought leaders and spiritual leaders um, which again, yeah, you can find on like Super Soul podcast has been a revelation yeah. for me, and I think millions of people around the world. Russell Brand, um, Byron Katie, Eckhart Tolle, um, Gary Zukov, who writes Seed of the Soul. Like, there's just so many people coming up with this like middle ground. You know, like okay, you might not be an atheist, you might not be super religious. But there's something in between. Where we and, can all meet. Yeah, and I, and I think that place in between is such a good place because it's practical. It's not just a belief system, it's a way of living. It's yes. a way of practicing Which you how, can, to be, how to cope. Exactly. Which you can do whether you follow a certain religion or not. Exactly. And I think that's the most important thing. The most important thing out of the conversation today is that we're not trying to bash anything. We're just trying to give tools yeah. in how to, as you said, in your words, co uh, cope. Yeah. Um, but also just feeling that connect, which I think is a huge part of being. Yeah, I, would, I honestly feel like it would be such a shame to live this life and not be connected and not realize and not know that you are 100% a spiritual being. 
like I, I really do believe that like if you're a human if you're here breathing and living you have a soul mm -hmm. and you're spiritual whether you know it or not or like it or not and I think that's why depression and all of that stuff is so prevalent among us because we're not feeding our souls and we're not we're not learning how to cope with our souls because it's like a fully dimensional thing like mm. we're not it's being here is not just about drinking eating going dieting to work, um <laughs> surviving it's so much more than that it's about finding joy in everyday life it's about learning like gary zukov basically calls life earth school i love that and it's so true because we are just here to experience and to learn and there's so much more to just surviving. And yeah. when we're just surviving, that's when depression creeps in. Like for me, that's when it crept in for me because I was just living my everyday life on repeat. And I was like, there has to be more than this. Yeah. And then I guess that's when you start asking questions around yeah. connecting with a spiritual practice. Exactly. And and, and, and a spiritual tools. And a spiritual practice, you, um, did we cover it? I can't remember. But let's just say, um, do you find that a spiritual practice to you becomes something like a routine in the day, or is it just your way of being? And so if I so, how did you get there? Because I mean, okay. someone could be listening, being like, okay. "Cool, yeah." But now, you, like, that's all fine and well. Do I just read yeah. a book and now I'm there? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Okay, so for me, it was a combination of things. So it was realizing that there was a disconnect, and then going, "Okay, like." listening to all these different podcasts, listening, reading books, and then um, in combination with, um, with my yoga practice, which was really nice because of the fact that there's a set time in the day to... Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have a puppy in the, the studio. <laughs> Holly is walking around licking everyone. Uh, um, I love it. I'm here for it, though. Snuggles. So I think it was... Yeah, reading the books, so arming myself with education and listening to how other people are accessing that spiritual aspect of their lives. Um, and then having my yoga practice was really nice because I knew that like for an hour I was like, I wasn't able to think about anything else other than being on my mat. And so it was like a form of meditation um, because I wasn't definitely at a point yet where I could sit down and be like I'm someone who meditates for 20 minutes a day or 10 minutes a day and I, to be honest still find that quite tricky I yeah I, I can get it in like twice a week but I think the main but thing it is tricky it is tricky Sorry. <laughs> I think the main thing was is being was being practical about it and by that I mean like by putting all the things into place that I had been reading about and listening about so things like um like what we mentioned, like being able to be aware of our thoughts. So I think um, the, main, <laughs> the main practice for me was being able to analyze my thoughts. So like I've always, um, I've always thought that I was, I always thought that I was like an overthinker, someone who overthinks everything. And that's why I was in a perpetual state of anxiety but actually, I wasn't, because if I was analyzing my thoughts the way I should have been, I would have been able to decide, like, no, that's something I don't, I'm not going to take on. Yeah, that's, that's not a, mine. Yeah, that's Especially it. as a, um, uh, what do they call it? Empath. Yes. As an empath, you generally yeah. can take on other yeah. people's emotions Worrying and genuinely feel it. Yeah, yeah. And it's not your, it's not your shiz. No, Let no. it go.
So I think getting to this point of spirituality is so much less about just like flipping a switch and going like, oh, I'm spiritual now. It's literally a practice. And I think that's why it all kind of fell into place with me for, with, yo with yoga being the main like catalyst or tool because, because of the word practice and realizing that it's something that you actively have to do every day. You're not just passively a spiritual person. It's an, it's an act and a practice. So going like waking up in the morning and going like, I do have the power to choose and I'm choosing for my day to go this way. Yes. You know, yeah. I'm going like, I choose not to be offended by anyone who comes across my path today. Um, and the choice of responding versus reacting. Yeah, I think that's a great topic to actually dive into now. Yeah, because that was really hard for me. Like, again, like we mentioned earlier, like that, that knee-jerk reaction. If someone says something to you, you just immediately go to defense. Yeah. Um, or blame. Or blame. Or like, guilt, it's my fault. Or, yeah. I did this. I mean, yeah. I was listening to a, a, it was a TED Talk video at one point, and this woman had a various amounts of chairs, and each chair was an animal, but that animal had a response attached to it. And um, she basically said that each person has a way of responding. Yeah, conditioned. Conditioned. Conditioned way of behaving. Based yeah. on, like, your family environment yeah. or... Yeah. Just how, yeah, or just yeah. how you're wired. Mm -hmm. And the one that she was basically was like, here are the five and you want to basically be the dolphin. So the dolphin is someone who <laughs> can take a step back and respond with intellect rather oh than... Oh my God, a thousand percent. And yeah. that is a spiritual practice. I'm a hedgehog. You know, like... So what I do is I go, it's my fault. Shoot spikes. Oh. No, it's my fault. I did this. I'm hiding from the world now because it's my oh, fault. And okay. I feel shame and guilt. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. that's it. No. There. Well, there's always two people in an argument, right? There's yeah. the one that's so good at backing the other one into the corner, and the one that's in the corner is going like, I need to apologize. I don't know what for, but I'm apologizing. Yeah. You know? No, it's 100%. Like, Be yeah. the dolphin, everyone. Be the dolphin. Be the dolphin. And that's exactly mm -hmm. what your spiritual practice is, because like, what, what would that be? And again, like, I'm going to speak from the Christian context, because that's the religion that I know. But that would be, you know, that would be Jesus turning the other cheek. Yeah, you know when someone is throwing rocks at them he's like nah I'm not going to take that on like I'm going to be the bigger person I'm going to take the high road and I've always thought like how but how do you be the, how do you take the high road yeah. when someone is confronting you or whatever and that's that's the practice this is the practical side of it it's going well I'm going to choose to respond to this rather than just react mm -hmm. And there's so much power in that. There really is. And I've, I've felt it like even with my relationship with Nick, you know, like now if we get into a disagreement, um, I'm able to like kind of take, to, and it's, again, it's been a practice. Like it always starts off as theory and then you kind of want to start going like, but how do I implement this? Yeah. Going like, okay, I'm actually going to step back. Like, He's saying something, and it sounds like he's accusing me, but is he, though? And because, yeah. Or is he just trying to communicate? Because the part of me that is that likes to be a victim is going, oh, he's accusing me, mm. but is he? And that's, yeah. the, like, that's the moment where I go, like, okay, let me step back now and assess the situation and go, how do I respond with, like, how do I respond in a way that I can be in control 
of the way I'm feeling. Yeah. And there's two two things that you, you said now. Which... Imagine, sorry to no, interject, no, no. because imagine, and I don't even need to imagine because I remember living this way, <laughs> but like imagine being so, being walking around and being at everyone and everything's mercy. Yeah. It's it's exhausting. And, and you'd it's be debilitating yeah. to be at the mercy of like, oh my God, I feel this way now. I feel like, no, you have to be able to choose. Exactly. Um, what I was going to say is, so I recently started going to a kinesiologist, but she's mm. also a psychologist. So okay. she kind of brings the practices together in a very like mind, body, soul connection, which is, it is insane. Yeah. And she said to me one thing that you, you mentioned now, you said um, it's powerful to be able to choose. To choose. Mm-hmm. And I think I used to think power was a negative thing. So she said to me that, the first in like literally the first interaction I was very skeptical of this process because Mm. my arms were up and she basically said when the arm just falls down it means that's not your truth and I was like that's um but you could just push my arm down a bit harder and you know what I mean I was like "Mm, but really but really and as a spiritual person I was also like I'm not too sure and she just said called me out on my my bs straight there in the first two minutes she's like you like to be in control and at first I was like, excuse me? Yeah. But then she actually explained it. And this is where I want you to just think about the word power and control that we've just yeah, spoke about yeah. now. She said, you don't like to be in control of people or situations. You like to be in control of how you feel because mm-hmm. it's a defense mechanism for you because of the trauma you've been through. So okay. to you, control is your way of surviving. And I was like, holy crap. Whoa. That's intense. So... When Nix is saying she wants to feel power over something, I don't think it's she's wanting to have power, but just no. to feel. Yeah. And that's another thing that this lady picked up. She's like, you're not feeling powerful within yourself, and that's yeah. why you are not healing. You need to feel in control, because if you're not in control, you are literally at the mercy of everything exactly. else. Exactly. And that is... That is very scary. It's scary because it's actually a place where disease can happen. It shows up in your body. It shows up in your mind. It shows up in the way you behave. Exactly. And coming back to to your whole topic today, and that is finding a practice to to help not manifest mental uh, illnesses, to cultivate self-love, and to eliminate disease essentially i think um like the ways in which this has been practical for me has been revolutionary and i'm not saying that it wasn't practical for me when i thought of it in terms of religion but like i just feel like it's it's all good and well like having a relationship with god or you know if you if you are like a religious person um for a lot of people that is very practical like for someone like my mom like uh, i would she is very much christian and within the in that religion she's like you know there's no way except through through christ and all of that's so a very but she's a very faithful woman and spiritual woman and so you can see that in her that source yeah god is very active in her life um and she's able to behave in all these ways that we've been talking about she's very much in control and she not again like not in a negative way but she's very like she's firm in the Mm. way that she moves through this world she's not deterred by things like 
the worst shit can be thrown her way and she literally is that woman who rises above and my whole family for years and years have been in awe of that and I'm just saying that you don't there's other ways to access that yeah. but for me the the way that I've been able to access that now and I'm growing so much and um and I'm starting to enjoy life so much more because of that this newfound control and like spirituality and that's been coming from a place of practicality yeah um I love that that's yeah. nicely put um which is yeah literally knowing like first the first step for me was knowing okay cool like you know I don't know somehow I feel like we've been taught to to believe that like we are our thoughts mm. like you are what you think you know and like it's a very like yeah that. but in like in a way that's true but not it's not the way you but think you it's aren't, the consciousness yeah. behind your thought so yeah for me that was a big thing of going okay I don't have to attach to every single thing I feel and again another thing like feelings are feedback not not fact yeah and it sounds like a cheesy bumper sticker but oh my god it changed my world yeah because again like we have so many emotions like instead of going and in one day in you know what no, I mean imagine you like, were the, the the victim dude, and to your emotions every day and things like that and going like another thing okay here's another book that I would really really would recommend to people is um by an author her name is Byron Katie and it's a book mm -hmm. called loving what is Okay, and what is it about? And also super, super practical. And what she basically says is that like a lot of the, basically all our discomfort that we experience in life is because we're believing in a truth that isn't real. So going... And when you say real, like real or real to that person? Real, real to that person. So like, for example, if I go, like if I'm upset because... In my mind, I believe and I think I should be further along in life than I am. Mm -hmm. I should be richer. I mm -hmm. should have more to show for my life. And I'm moving through the world upset and depressed and sad because in my mind, I believe the story of I should be. Mm. And um, she's, she basically says that I might as well then be saying I should live in as God. Yeah, 100%. You know, I, should, I see what you mean, yeah. I should, or that should that, I, that I'm believing is a fantasy. Because what is real is what is right now. Yeah, and that is your truth. That is and my it's truth. Becoming, so, it's, so it's becoming, it's accepting yes. that it's accepting yeah and going oh luke what? throws that word at me all the time except mm, and it yeah. fires me up it can be hard but like it literally can be applied to small things like again i'll revert back to my to teaching yoga for example like if i feel like i've had a particularly hard day or i didn't teach a class again according to me like i should be i should be better it's like it's just the no, should dude Should. I shouldn't be better because if I was, if I should have, if I should be better, I would be at that point. But yeah. like now I am where I am. Yeah. And just and that's acceptance also, of going like, yeah. I'm just, I am where I am and there can't be any other way because this is my life. But also and believing in a fantasy is only going to fuck me over. Yeah. <laughs> But I think also coming back to the acceptance, I think there's a level of that. So accepting and being at peace with what you are, but not accepting The fact that you can grow more and learn more. Absolutely. But it's just, it's, a, it's about not hating your current situation. Yeah. Because if you start believing in other things, again, like the power of your thoughts, then 
if you if you walking around believing you should be somewhere else in life, you're never going to be able to be present and to be grateful and to enjoy where you are now. Yeah. And again, like that is a massive part of being for me being spiritual is just like the whole idea of presence. And again, that was another that was a word mm-hmm. that I heard so often, but was like it just went over my head. But like Eckhart Tolle talks a lot about presence, and he illustrates it in very many beautiful ways. But like just all it is is being here now and that again ties into what what um what Byron Katie talks about but going if I'm walking up the stairs I'm not walking up the stairs thinking about what so-and-so said to me or I'm gonna I need to get a flat white when I get to x y and z or whatever you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah it's I'm walking up the stairs so I'm putting my hand on the rail I'm conscious about putting my hand on the rail I'm stepping one foot in front of the other like literally being and doing what I'm doing and like it sounds so silly but that consciousness or that being present literally changes everything because um if I'm if I'm if I'm present in what I'm doing I'm not going to forget things yeah you know like if I'm present when I'm walking through my front door I know then that because I'm doing that I'm going to hang my keys where I say I want to hang my keys like I'm, and I'm not going to forget that they're there because I was present while I did it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a simple, small, practical thing, but, but it changes life. <laughs> and like, obviously it's not, I, okay, personally, I don't think it's possible to be present in every no, single moment. No, but that's the practice. Yeah. Yeah. But I think even for an example now, I am doing a podcast with you mm. and I have a meeting straight after this. And there's a part of me that always wants to kind of live in the future. Anxiety. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah past yeah. depression. Present peace. If you're thinking about the past or yeah. you're thinking about the future, you are, you're, um, that immediately takes you out of being present. Exactly. Yeah. But what I find interesting is that as soon as I bring myself back to this conversation, mm-hmm. the conversation's better. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it. I'm fully in it. Yeah. As soon as my mind slips. Yeah. I, I'm like, oh, wait, where was I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what I find, okay, what and I'm getting at. Yeah. Things, yeah. But what I find interesting is that when I am fully present in the things that need presence, mm. the outcome is so much better. Yeah. The yeah, quality yeah. of what I'm doing yeah. is so much better. 100%. Um, and that's what I just always remind myself as an anxious person who loves yeah. to go, but I still need to, and I got to do and need to be like yeah. all those stupid things yeah. not stupid just unnecessary Life for now things, yeah. yeah the quality of everything i do in the presence is like tenfold 100 percent mm. better mm. um yeah, yeah. sorry I, thought, I think we, i don't know if we veered off there um, yeah i think yeah I, so i guess going back to like spiritual practice uh, it is being able to be to to remind yourself to be that consciousness behind your thoughts and your feelings yeah and it shows up when you're having conversations with people too and, I, and since i've oops Whoopsies. since i've realized it in myself i've also be, be able to become more of a constructive empath that's amazing so like when i'm having a conversation with someone and i can sense that they are talking to me from a space of anxiety or a space of insecurity which is a big one and fear normally driven by fear insecurity and i can it'll come up um it'll come up like now because when i am talking to people i try my best to be conscious again 
like what you were saying, when you are conscious, when you're talking to someone, it, that the conversation you're having is so much richer and the connection you're having is so much richer. And then there's, again, that like connection is a big thing because yeah. we are all connected. It's we almost all... like investing. Yeah. So if I'm talking to someone and I can, and like by the way that they're talking or if they're talking about someone else or whatever, like I can go, I can go, mm, I can, I can tell that she's coming from a place of insecurity. And because of that, I can be so like, I can be so much more empathetic, empathetic towards that person versus just going like, wow, so-and-so has been a real fucking bitch. Yeah. You know You, you, know can, you I mean? can just be like, okay, no, I I'm hear not, you. I'm not just like, oh, this asshole. I'm like, oh, he's throwing a tantrum because he's actually really fearful right now. Yeah. And like, like while, while I would like to be all superior and be like, well, he needs to be responsible and own his shit and just because he's insecure doesn't mean he could talk to me that way. I can actually, instead of just jumping straight there, I can go, wow, I can actually, I can sense that this person is fearful, hence why he's behaving this way. I can combat that energy by just being kind to him. Yeah. And it literally, ch it'll change. You know that saying, kill them with kindness, like, if, if it's coming from a genuine place, you can literally diffuse any situation by being empathetic because nine times out of ten people are assholes because they're, like we said, insecure, fearful. They're acting from Eckhart Tolle likes to call this um, a pain body. Yes. And that pain body is the way that we behave because of past traumas or like conditioned ways of like, oh, when, someone's, when someone says, like triggers. Yeah. Like, I used to be, and I'm, like, again, like, it's so, it's so shitty to admit, but I used to be a jealous person and an insecure person. Like, if someone... I definitely still struggle with that, though. If someone's like, oh, blah, 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 she's so beautiful. Like, my knee-jerk reaction would be like, yeah, but she's fat. <laughs> no, not, you know what I mean? Not, not literally like that, but... But your facial expressions are just brilliant. <laughs> I'd, like, my knee-jerk reaction would be like... Um, uh, Almost like that stupid thing of like, if someone else is beautiful, it takes away from the way I feel. Yes. Yeah. And like, so I'd need to find a way to like, kind of reestablish again, my ego, my ego would try and find an instant way, an instant way to reestablish some sort of hierarchy because it's, it's better to be higher than to be superior, you know? And, um, again, like, okay, so that would be another point in case like spirituality for me keeping my ego in check like if there's one thing i would encourage people to do is to is to like dig deeper and like what is an ego you know like we all like to make jokes now about like you know like oh the male ego or this or that or whatever but again like we are all human which means we all have ego and the ego i like to think of it as like this little monster that lives inside of us you know and it, it does that it either tries to feel superior or inferior um and to be able to go oh this is a reaction i'm having to stop in that moment and go what is this reaction is it coming from a genuine place or is it coming from my ego is it coming from a pain body is it you know this learned behavior stopping and going what would the better what the version of me that i want to be like how would she react to this? yeah that's a very good question to ask versus what is my like shitty human knee-jerk reaction yeah what is my instant reaction versus, yeah. like you said the person i like 
I sometimes do that. Who I do you want to be? Yeah, yeah. I, I'll literally think, I'll be like, what is the person that I want people to leave with? Yeah. Like, if, you, if we're having a, 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 a coffee date or something, and yeah. it's the first time you've met me, there is an element in my head that likes to be liked. I'll yeah. be honest. Oh, God, the people pleaser yeah. is real. So as much as I don't enjoy that person inside me, sometimes it does help to go outside my thoughts and think, okay, if that person leaves, how do I want them to leave? And what feeling do I want to leave them with? Yeah. Then make a choice based on that little canvas. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that sometimes I helps. Think, yeah, for me, I always think, like going back to my mom, like she's such a, a trooper in terms of like, she's that person who just exudes warmth and love and kindness and she'll turn the other cheek when someone's baiting her or, and it's so natural to her. Like she doesn't even try. And I think it's just from again, years and years of practice. Um, but like, yeah, I guess I always like to think like to have that, uh, yeah, to be able to create space between how, um, how I want to react versus behaving the way that, that um, my ultimate self would like. You know, to put it plainly, I don't, I find now being spiritual and being conscious to be, um, to be able to behave now the way I want to versus walking away from something and then going, oh, in hindsight, mm. I should have said this. I should, like, I, I got so tired of being that person who would walk away from things and go like, I should have been nicer. Yeah. I could have, I could have, you know, like instead of grabbing the lowest hanging fruit, I should have just been better. You know, like for example, again, like something small and I'll use Nick again because like he's my partner and we live together. If he says something, um, like instead of just snapping back with the thing that I want to say, which is so difficult, which is so difficult and so easy because like, you also know their triggers yeah, and their and pain it's so bodies. so easy to just get that in. Yeah. And like to, to, to have that space and go, let me just like, let me just agree because I love him, you know, like, and it's actually in the bigger scheme of things. Yeah. I'm not going to change it's a damn thing. It's not going to change anything. Like what, what, like why do I need to get my last word in? That's mm. so petty. Like, this is a moment where I can rise above. And fuck, it feels good when you do. Because yeah. you're like, today was a day of growth. I was better than, like, than my, like, previous me would have wanted to, like, strike up an argument right there and there. Whereas, like, today's me is like, no, we don't need that. Yeah. Yeah. Unnecessary. Yeah. So being able to practice it is really... Is very very empowering to know that you are in control of the way you feel, and that you're not your thoughts. Yeah, that you're not your thoughts. That's yeah. For me, that was a big thing. And then also, going back to Byron Katie, like what she does is is she um, she teaches this like way of being able to judge or navigate your feelings. And I've done this once or twice. I haven't yet had an opportunity to do it again, but I can't wait to. And she calls it like self-inquiry. Okay. Where you basically... Let's dive into that because yeah. I have no idea what you mean. <laughs> so like, if you get carried away with something like... And I, 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 we have to have all felt this. Like, I know I have. And this was a big thing for me, especially when I was dealing with my mental health and being feeling like 
like I was not in control. I remember this was when Nick and I just started dating and I was like, like besotted with him, like obsessed, like all the, all the things were there, but I was so deeply unhappy. And that came to, again, this like disconnect. And I remember like um, moments where um, like something would happen in life and um, or like someone would say something, for example, and I would go, I would, I would have that thought of like, this is what I want to say. And then I'd be able to like create a bit of space around it and go, oh, if I say that, that's mm. just, there's no going, there's no coming back from that. And so I'd hold it in, but literally like pff, word vomits some, at some point in that day, like I would get that thing in and I would say it like, and I'd, and it would implode and I'd be like, oh, if I could just be in control, I just felt so not in control. Like, even if I knew something was wrong, a reaction was wrong, a thing to say would be bad. Like, at some point I would just do it because, like, I felt, yeah, out of control. And, um, and it probably because did. of this emotion, like, it was so overwhelming that, like, I felt like it needed to happen. And again, it was probably just beliefs, thoughts that I was believing. Um, so, again, with was by coming back to Byron Katie, the, the self-inquiry. Um, let's use this feedback for, for teaching a class because we both teach classes, so that's practical. <laughs> someone, um, someone comes up to you after class and goes like, um, I feel like I didn't get the workout that I was expecting. Oh, like that's was, happened before. Yeah. 100%. I didn't really get, like, yeah, it was nice. Um, it wasn't really what I was expecting, though. Yeah. And then, um, like, I would have maybe preferred if you did more cardio, or I would have maybe preferred if, like, you explained things better, or whatever, and then they leave, and you're, like, fuming, because you're not angry because you, for angry's sake, you're angry because now you feel attacked. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, this bitch thinks she can give me, like, I'm educated, blah, and you, like, all of a sudden, all the defenses go up. But then even though all your defenses have made you feel like self-vindicated and fine, you still carry that around with you the whole day. You feel like, eh, yeah. like, ick, because this Just thing happened. You. And, and in the back of your mind, because you're a questioning person, you're going, is she right? Is it possible that I don't explain things well? Am I a bad teacher? Am I creating classes that people are like, the expectation Does is everyone short? think this? Does everyone think this? And she mm. just was the one who vocalized it. Yeah. Then... What she does is she's like, get, get, get to a book, get, grab a pen and like write down your grievances in the most petty way ever. Like, so not trying to be spiritual about your thoughts at all. Just going like, just being like, this woman was a bitch. Full stop. Oh, really? <laughs> she said, you know, like, just like your, your worst self. Yes. It's like, she, um, she said, um, she said, I'm not a good teacher. Like... Um, she said, my, there, there's not enough cardio in my class. Like, be specific to the things that were said to you and that yeah. have made you feel the way you feel. And, then, and then, you, then you're like, cool, I have the list. Then the next question would be, is it true? So, then, so now you see it written on the paper and you go, okay, is it true I don't have enough cardio in my class? Then you're like, no, we did the in and out, like we did the jump squats. We did that. We did this this morning. It's fresh on my mind. Yeah. We're sitting nice and well marinated yeah. on yeah. this couch. <laughs> um, no, we did the shoulder taps. Like, that counts as cardio. Like, and then you're like, okay, so there's, there's, 
there's not truth in that. Yeah. So you can immediately tick that off and go like, she's projecting on me. Yeah. And I'm not taking that on. Um, and then the next That's thing, actually a nice practice. Yeah, it's so nice. And so simple. Because it literally, it makes you make sense of what's happening in your mind. Because otherwise, again, like I said earlier, the way that your mind works and thinks and all of that stuff, it's going to happen whether we want it to or not. And so... There's it's no just about point. navigating yeah, through it, through that noise. Because you can't accept everything. You can't accept all the white noise in your head. No. Because otherwise, yeah, we'd be mad. We'd be so sad and depressed and riddled with anxiety and... Again, like finding that control. This is a way of mm. finding the control. Going, um, yeah, that thought that's happening, not that's, that's not that's mine. It's not real. Yeah. It's not real. And I don't, it's, I'm kicking it off board. So, and as soon as you see it on paper, for me, it's always helped. Like writing it on paper, seeing it and go, is that true? No, 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 no. And then she does this thing also called the turnaround. Whereas if you like, you, it's a nice way of noticing what, thoughts are yours and what you've projected onto people and onto situations versus what's actually happened. Okay. So like maybe in your mind, this woman attacked you, but if you look back you go, Oh, I mean, actually everything she said to me was constructive. Yeah. So it's actually just feedback. It wasn't personal. She was just, and then, and then you can go, Maybe it's my insecurities that projected onto the situation that made it seem worse than it is. Yeah. You know, like, because maybe to some degree in my own psyche, I believe that I'm not good enough. I'm not a good teacher. And mm. so the second someone gives you feedback, you're like, shut up, I'm a good teacher. And it's just like in but your mind. But it's actually because you're trying to defend this thought of yours that like, maybe you're not a good teacher. Yeah. And that's and, in so many aspects of my life. Oh like, my God, in so, so many. many. Like, again, the knee-jerk reaction of someone goes, blah, 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 so pretty. Why do you react the way you do? Because you don't think you are. Is it because... Like, well, if, you, yeah. if you're thinking about it in if negative you, are light. You projecting? Are yeah. you projecting? On yourself. And I mean, it's, like, so unnecessary, no, but we do but it all true. the time. And that's how we live. And that's, again, like, being spiritual is literally just being conscious. Yeah. Is being able to, sorry, stop your thoughts, question your thoughts, um... And those around you too, and the way they behave around you too, like going, just basically going, am I projecting? Is she projecting? Or is this authentic? Yes. Yeah. And, and that way being able to navigate the way you move through life and with some semblance of control and feeling like, no, I'm at peace with the situation because even though she said X, Y, and Z, I know that she said it because it's coming from a place of insecurity. And that's and, not my truth. And that's not my truth. Yeah. So I'm not going to walk around feeling shit because of it. No. And, and I think that's... And all I'm yeah. going to do is treat her with kindness. I'm not going to be like, this is your shit. Like, don't project that on me. I'm just going to love her and be kind to her because clearly mm. she needs that. Yeah. And it's not going to be sweat off my back to, to do that. And... If anything, if we it's going to leave you feeling doing, more yeah. full. And if we were all do walking around doing that, like we'd be living in a pretty spiritual world. Like that's, that's practical. Um, and not taking away from anything else that you, you practice. No, it's yeah. just, it's just a it's way just of about being, being, being woke, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Shooketh. Yeah. It's just about being woke, like knowing and being responsible. And that's another thing that sounds quite scary, but like owning your shit too. Yeah. Like another thing that, that all of this has taught me too is, is 
is to apologize and again not from that point of view of the of being a people pleaser and not and being confused and all of that but going like oh i reacted you know earlier when i said that thing that was me projecting and i'm sorry yeah like that wasn't that wasn't me that yeah. was me believing a thought and in the moment reacting on that thought and i know that that's not that's not truth again like i'll use nick as an example like it's been pretty transformative for our relationship too to be able to for me to be able to go mm, yeah this is me behaving from like old patterns like when actually i should just like own my own my stuff yeah you know if he's like babe um can you do the laundry today instead of me going oh my god i did the laundry yesterday and like and the last time and like because the only reason it's i'm like typical yeah. relationship conversation yeah <laughs> i laugh because so luke sexy and, I, yeah, I laugh i laugh because luke and i were having this the other day just about dishes and stuff and we've Ugh, just dishes. we've just come to this conclusion there's things i don't like doing and there's things yeah. he doesn't like doing and we both just do those and there's equal load shed. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. I don't like doing washing and I don't like picking up poo. But you don't like making the bed and you don't like doing the dishes. Cool. Yeah. Let's do the others. Yeah. Let's things. find some middle ground. Yeah. yeah. Okay, total, like, relationship tip there out of nowhere. But <laughs> sorry, carry on. Um, but I think going, like... Oh, wait, what, what was I saying? The reason I would get... I would react that way is because somewhere inside me I'm trying to defend the idea that like I do pull my weight around the house you know what I mean mm. so that's me projecting and he can be like whoa 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 I literally just asked if you can do the laundry today because I'm like running errands and I'm busy you know what I mean I definitely do this with Luke I'm so gonna be there's honest so much that can be lost in communication and there's so much misunderstanding that can happen in the way that we interact with other people because we're projecting our own stuff. Yeah. And that's why, again, like coming to like more practical things, things like meditation and like spending some time in the morning, like deciding, like deciding to turn on. Yeah. You know, and be like, I'm not going to go through today being unconscious. I'm going to go through today being conscious and being like, you know, um, not just living from that knee jerk reaction, but being like, there and present and aware of like what's coming out of my mouth like what are the thoughts I'm having how am I behaving how am I interacting is this something that I that who is this the way I really am or is this just me in autopilot yeah and I think from my wiring yeah and I think again like another description for spirituality like is operating from a place of consciousness versus moving through this world on autopilot yeah um which is yeah so I think just to like start wrapping wrapping it up for me like um my journey to spirituality has been pretty pretty foundational on like these these aspects of like the fact that we are not our thoughts or our emotions but like rather the consciousness behind all of that the 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 being that is connected to God, to the bigger picture, to all those beautiful, wonderful things of like kindness, empathy, love. Um, that is the part that, that truly wants to, that is where our best self lives. And if we can tap into that being that is able to discern between, you know, our, the emotions that are real and the thoughts that are real versus the ones that aren't, like that's where we're going to be operating 
at our highest frequency. Um, and then another thing that has been also really beautiful to think of is that, that we are a manifestation of life itself and of God itself. Um, and I never used to understand that about Eastern religion and philosophy when they were like, where, where they teach that you are God. Because again, that's very like not what you learn in Sunday school. <laughs> yeah. There's like God and then there's you. But now I, I feel like I can, I'm fully starting to get onto that understanding of God is within us because we are manifestations of God. And then that makes sense because in, in the Christian Bible, it says we are made in God's image. And what that means is God is in us. We are God. We are an extension of that. So the same way that like a flower will just pop up in the field, we come to be and we show up. And that flower could be anywhere in the world. It's it still a flower. It could be anywhere in the world. It could be like, even if its purpose is to just be there for a season you know, spring, <laughs> and, then, and then, like, wither away, like, regardless of what its purpose is, it showed up, which means it has a purpose, and even if that purpose is just to experience life as hum as a human, like, that's a beautiful thing, and, and we need to grab that with both hands, because it's not a fluke, it's, it's life, we, like, the fact that we popped up to be here, that's incredible, like, we had no deciding choice in the matter. Like, we showed up. Like, so... And we didn't show up for no reason or to show up just to suffer. Like, we need to make the best of it. 100%. And that's why I was saying earlier, like, it would be such a shame to go through life and not be aware of that and not be grateful for that and just be like, oh, I'm just here living this rat race and there's no reason and God doesn't exist. And, like, it, it, yeah, I feel like we'd be missing the point hugely if we weren't tapping into into that why we were meant to yeah. be here and then um, and then the other thing yeah learning to identify and manage our egos that's a big practical thing and helps us understand ourselves and others and so again like being able to relate and connect in a way that's just so much better and with the whole ego thing like learning to to disengage with the ego yeah. I think what the ego likes to do is to identify and I remember when I was younger, like, I was, I was really, I really did pride myself in the fact that I, I like, went against the grain, you know, like, um, you know, if everyone was getting orange cell phones, I was like, I'm going to get a blue one, you know, <laughs> and like, you know, I'm going to, like, when I started getting tattooed, for example, I was like, this is cool, like, this identifies me, you know, or like, I bleach my hair, like, that's my thing, and... But then it would be so, like, hard to accept that, like, there were going to be millions of other girls in the world with bleached hair and tattoos and things like that. And then you start, like, you start feeling, like, rocky in your foundation. Yeah. Like, who am I? If but, there's like, so many. But of, what do I have to offer? You know, yeah. like, for you, for example, like, like, there's me, but then there's also so many other, like, fitness influences and people changing the world. And, like, what's my offering? What makes me special? And then it starts getting, like scary yeah and then the fear the jealousy the fear, and all of those jealousy, start talking security and all of a sudden it's like you're lost and you're a victim again yep um and that's really hard and so the the idea of of being able to to dis uh, disassociate from the things that we think make us who we are that's all ego like as soon as you as soon as you go like 
as soon as I can accept, like, there's going to be so many other Nicoles in the world who are yoga teachers, who are tattooed, who have piercings, who love dogs. Who, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's so many of me out there, but there isn't because if I, if that's what I'm, there's so many of me. If I'm, if, if I'm that's your, yeah, if that's, if that's what you're choosing to identify, identify yeah, if those are my identifiers. But what actually identifies me is the way that I behave, who I am, my soul, yes. which is, yeah. Um, and I think that's a really powerful spiritual lesson that I learned. And then the self-inquiry, again, like questioning what is real, what isn't real. Um, you know, getting another thing about, for me, my spiritual practice is being able to get to the end of my bullshit. You know, like sometimes there's things that you just get exhausted with in life. And like, yeah, feeling insecure for me, exhausting. Yeah. I got to a point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. It's it's actually pathetic. Yeah. It's tiring. And it's it also cutting like off so many opportunities to connect with people. Connect like the like the friendships you could have if you could just get over yourself. You yeah. Know? The relationships you could have if you just got over your own bullshit. Yeah. And it's so, so true. And that for me comes with the practicality of self inquiry. Why does this make me feel insecure? that's pathetic move on yeah know? or that's not real yeah that's or, not your truth like come or like on. and even if a truth does pop up and then you can go like cool that's my truth i i accept that yeah because that is what is and maybe i will grow out of it maybe i won't like you know um but just yeah that that was a big thing um and then and then the other thing um which i think is kind of a spiritual truth is that i believe that we all serve the same god again we can call it him, her, Him, they. Him, her, it, <laughs> the source, life, creation, big bang, <laughs> um, the cosmos, um, which is why I feel like, yeah, th- there shouldn't be any, um, what's the word, disconnect between a Christian person or a Jewish person or a Buddhist or a Muslim. If you are connected to if you are connected to the source that actually manifests in your life in, in the practical ways, then you're serving the same God. And I know that that is quite controversial to say, but um, I think if you think about it, like on a meta level, it makes sense, right? Um, because yeah, there's obviously a difference between people who just post the spiritual quotes but are still like living in a hot mess. Yeah, and who are doing the work. Yeah. Every day. And exactly. Because so it's every day. It's every day. It's a practice. And like some days will be better than others. Like some days I will be driving and I will be driving back from a yoga class and I'll be feeling like super spiritual and zen and yoga stoned and all that. And then like <laughs> yoga someone, stoned. Yeah. And then someone will cut me off and I'm like, fuck you, my bleep, 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 drop all the bombs. And then I'm like, whoa. Whoa, whoa. whoa. That is so not what we just practiced. Like, get your shit together, you know. And then there'll be other days where, yeah, someone will say something and I'll be like, and I, I can catch myself. Like, for example, the other day my dad was like, I'm going to say this to you very nicely because I know that you're emotional. I love how everyone prefaces that in my family. They're like, oh, she's touchy. Um, Because I've always, I have a long history of like snapping back, like, and yeah, like getting, getting my jab in or having my say. And my mom would always be like, just let it 
just let it go. And I'm like, no, <laughs> we don't just let things go. And like, and I can't remember what his request was. I think it was something to do with like keeping my car clean or something. <laughs> um, and like, I could catch myself in that moment going, oh, previously I would have gone, excuse me, I just got my car washed and like my car's fine and it's my car and whatever. Like, and I just went, yeah, cool dad. That makes so much sense. Totally agree. And he was like, yeah, cool. And then we carried on. And I was like, oh. wow, I just avoided the biggest yeah, confrontation. I, I, I avoided like a stupid petty fight and like weird energy and awkwardness for the rest of the day um, by just going like, just rising above. Mm. And that was like such a stupid small victory, but at the same time massive. Cause I was like, that shows me measurable growth. Like I'm growing as a human. And being better. Yeah. And, and that's all we can and that's, strive to and do. And that's hopefully what your spirituality, or what, and again, like spirituality sounds so wushu, but like spirituality, I think is just you taking responsibility for your life and having control and learning how to be better, be less insecure, be less powerless. Be less poo. Be less More poo. More And just be, <laughs> just not being a dick and just being better. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's how we're going to end off today. Um, yeah, don't be a dick. Um, okay, so I have one. I have one more question to ask, mm-hmm. and um, I I ask it at every single podcast. And oh, this one. <laughs> yep. So, what would you tell your sixteen-year-old self today? I think I would tell my sixteen-year-old self um, to listen to this podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> Go into yeah. the future. Um, <laughs> I think I would, I think there's quite a, oh gosh, it's hard because there's a lot of things I would tell her, but, um, well, just today, even though like, what the, are you feeling? Yeah, I, I think I would tell her to, to, to just really not care so much about what other people think. Yeah. It's so, I think, yeah, I think that's a big one. I, I've always been very worried about what other people think how other people feel and a lot of times to my own detriment and actually my sister taught me this lesson in one fell swoop just a quick anecdote before we leave I remember when we traveled together for the first time um, we were on the plane she was on the window seat I was in the middle and there was this dear sweet old man next to me on the aisle and he was sleeping away like a baby like fast asleep and I got to a point where, like, my bladder was so full and I needed to wee so bad that, like, my legs were trembling. I was, like, shaking. And I was, like, and my sister, like, moved her headphone off her ear and was, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I was, like, I need a wee so bad. And she was, like, so go. And I was, like, I don't want to wake, I don't want to wake him. Like, he's fast asleep. Like, I'm, like, I can't crawl over him. And, like, I don't want to, like, you know. And she was, like, she, then she, like, had a full moment where she like took her headphones right off her head and she was like, Nicole, you need to respect yourself enough to ask this man to move because you need to wee. Like, I don't know what to tell you. You either piss your pants or you respect yourself and ask him to move so that you can go wee. And she put her headphones back on and carried on watching her movie. And I was like, wow. (laughs) Well, that was profound. Okay. Like, like, and just, yeah. So I would tell my younger self, like, Sometimes you need to put your own mask on first. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank yeah. you, my love. Thank, Thank you. you so much for joining today. And 
I really enjoyed this podcast. I Me hope too. to have you back soon. Yeah. All right, guys, that's us for today. Lots yeah. of love. Bye. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this podcast. I want to listen to you too. So if you have any questions or ideas of dream guests, I'm all ears. I'd love to hear from you. Stay tuned for the answers to your questions and to hear your dream guests on this podcast. Send your questions and requests to candice.buddington at gmail.com and I look forward to connecting with you on a much deeper level. Bye.